This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. The boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. As usual with me in studio, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Naz, good morning. How are you? Good, Wally. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, uh, just to let our listeners know... Uh, Interesting show today. After the first break, general manager of the Ottawa Senators, Pierre Dorian, is going to join us again. He's been on the show before, and uh, uh, we're going to talk some NFL football, maybe a little bit of college football with uh, Washington Redskins, Notre Dame, uh, Fighting Irish, and Toronto Argo legend Joe Theismann. Certainly uh, looking forward to having had Joe on the show before. Certainly some great insights in uh, the world of football, and uh, we'll get a chance uh, to chat with them about uh, the big Buffalo Bills game uh, yesterday against the Patriots. Naz, I notice uh, you're wearing your Buffalo Not Bills. Not giving up on the Bills yet, Wally. <laughs> uh, you're a diehard, Naz. I ain't giving up on the Buffalo. Excuse my grammar. I ain't giving up on the Buffalo Bills either. They uh, uh, they had uh, they had it uh, in the sights. Uh, they had the ball on the New England uh, eight-yard line with uh, a little bit over a minute in the game. First and goal. But weren't able to advance him from there. Hopefully we get a chance to talk to Joe Theismann about that. And we'll talk a little bit more NFL football uh, later on in the show. Of course, the buzz uh, in the city as we're heading towards the Christmas break. Leafs uh, under the Sheldon Keefe regime uh, making a little move there, Naz. I notice uh, I keep an eye on your social media posts and uh, you're usually ahead of the curve. Uh, you're now calling for the Leafs to uh, overtake the Boston Bruins. Boston uh, is struggling. I'm a little bit worried about you, Naz. Are you into that Christmas sauce? or uh, But you've, you've got the Leafs uh, overtake with, with the greatest of respect. Boston is really struggling right now. And uh, they're coming back to the pack. And the Leafs are playing really well. Yeah. I haven't seen Austin Matthews play this good yet in his career. He's played that good. Tell, tell me what uh, what you're seeing in uh, Austin Matthews' game that's got you all excited. His puck possession, his uh, back checking has been phenomenal in the last four games. So he's uh, he's playing both ends of the rink. Both ends of the rink. Uh, that that's uh, I think that's a fair comment. Uh, some of the Leafs. Uh, what I'd like to see Austin Matthews and what I'd like to see the Leafs do is, you know, they they uh, you know they they they've been doing a good job of uh, feasting on the bottom feeders uh, this week. No, give them credit; they beat St. Louis and the Stanley Cup champions in their own barn and uh, had a fairly successful swing out west, except for uh, one period in uh, in Calgary. So we'll give credit where credit is due. For sure. Um, and under the Sheldon Keefe regime, uh, I believe they're nine of nine wins and thirteen, which is yeah. a pretty good record. Uh, yeah. Certainly, that's uh, that record will uh, will move them in. That type of percentage will move them into the playoffs. And uh, you know, they um, 
Friday night against the Rangers, uh, last night against Detroit. Uh, like I said, bottom feeders, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do to win games. And uh, Friday night, um, you know, wasn't one of Anderson's best efforts. And, and the positive thing about that game is uh, they came out in the third period and said, you know, we're going to win this game. And uh, I think they potted uh, two or three in the third period to to move away from the Rangers. Uh uh, Freddie wasn't his, his best effort of the season, but, uh, you know, he can't stand on his head every single night. And it's, uh, it's, it's great to see. I wouldn't call it a subpar for performance. I would call it a human performance because <laughs> he's, he's otherworldly at times. Uh, so he played, he played, uh, an average game on Friday night and at least managed to pick up the slack and win that game. That's positive. Well, did you hear the stat that, uh, Five on five, Matt, Austin Matthews is the leading goal scorer in the National Hockey League. I find that astonishing. Oh, I, I think that stat's been there for the last two, three years, hasn't it? Um, I mean, under the Babcock regime, he wasn't getting um, that many minutes in a game. Um, so his power play stats weren't, weren't, weren't it's exceptional, but his five on five stats have always been in the top three in the league. Uh, if, you know, as you say, Naz, if he starts taking care of business in his own end uh, and becomes uh, a high-level two-way performer, there's no question about his offensive skills. Um, and if you know if he if he's got that motivation to be the best, and he wants to be the best, and he and he brings it every night or nine out of ten nights, and you know acquires uh, uh, you know a Sidney Crosby or an Ovechkin type of intensity, uh, the sky's the limit for this guy. He's got all the talent in the world. And the Leafs have a bigger team than people think. And uh, maybe you don't need the rough and tough guys. The big guys are, are there playing really well right now. Who are, who are their big? Uh, who are their big guys? Nas? Well, Muzzin, <laughs> Boche, <laughs> the goat. The, the 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 goat. Yeah. The interesting story about Muzzin last night. He he he, uh, he put the bear, big bear hug on choke uh, slam. <laughs> what you call it's a wrestling maneuver? Oh my god, that was on, dangerous. On that poor kid in Detroit, Mantha, and uh, probably cost Hutchinson a shutout because we were in the last couple of minutes of the game, and Leafs were, uh, you know, Hutchinson had the shutout at that moment in time, and uh, little altercation in the corner, and uh, uh, and uh, Jake Muzzin did his uh, WWE impression of uh, name me a wrestler that's famous for that. Naz, you, you tell me, but the Rock, uh, it was the ride basically lifted him and pounded him on the ice and got the penalty and and uh, Detroit scored and Hutchinson didn't get a shutout but a man that's got to be a big boost for uh, Hutchinson uh, I appreciate the fact that he didn't beat the Washington Capitals or the Boston Bruins last night but it's the first time he's won in in a long long time uh, actually made some good saves uh, yeah, he did he played Leafs, well. Leafs weren't playing that well in the first period I think uh, who's the kid on Detroit Dylan Larkin the guy with all the speed yeah uh, got a couple of breaks and Hutchinson made the saves that he had to make when the score was 0-0 kept going that way Leafs finally broke through I think near the end of the second period or thereabouts and uh, Hutchinson held his own he held them in did what he had to do and uh, that's got to be a big confidence booster for him Dangerous, dangerous team to lease now, boy. Oh, Naz, you change your tune pretty quick. <laughs> dangerous team. They're a dangerous team. Uh, that's a good one. Wow. Uh, I don't disagree with you, Naz. I don't disagree with you. The talent's there. Uh, they've got a lot of offensive skill. Um, you know, we've we, there's certain parts of their game that we've been critical of. Um, but if Sheldon Keefe 
is able to extract uh, that talent in in a in a in, in a better way than Mike Babcock was in in the in, in the half of the season that Babcock was around, or short of half of a season. Uh, certainly, some things to be positive for. Uh, we've always had a little bit of concern about their grit and their toughness. Um, we'll see how that plays out. Interesting maneuver by uh, Sheldon Keefe last night. Uh, um, Nylander, who had a who had a pretty good game Friday night against the Rangers, and uh, Kapanen saw some uh, saw some slivers uh, on their backside uh, last night for for some time in the second period, I believe. Uh, I guess Keefe wasn't uh, wasn't too happy about uh, their efforts last night. Nylander. Uh, there was a there was a glaring glaring video uh, uh, that they kept playing replaying on Hockey Night in Canada, and I think uh, who's who's the guy Kelly Rudy there was uh, was commenting on it during during the period, and uh, he was just he just waved at a guy on a back check, and I guess that sort of uh, didn't make Sheldon Keefe too happy, and uh, I guess Sheldon Keefe had to get give him give Nylander a little message. Detroit has a lot of work to do, Wally. They, they, they have so many holes in that team. Well, I don't know. Steve Eisenman has a big task ahead of him. Well, they're in a rebuild, right? And um, you know that's going to take some time. I mean, they they were good for how many years? Nas twenty twenty five. They they were they were top echelon team for a long long time. And time uh, time is an irresistible force. Caught up with the Detroit Red Wings, and uh, you know. Uh, you know they had the the great heyday with Lidstrom and Zetterberg and uh, Datsuk and uh, some of those guys. They were the New England Patriots of the National Hockey League. Couldn't couldn't uh, you know Datsuk uh, left and uh, Lidstrom retired and you know it's tough it's tough to find those guys uh, in a draft and the way they I, you know the way they got. Zetterberg and Datsuk in the old days, they didn't. It was not like they were drafted in the one top one two three. They sort of stole them uh, in in later rounds. So that that's uh, you know it's you got thirty thirty one soon to be thirty two teams in the NHL, and uh, you know there there are a lot, in spite of all the criticisms that we put out there from time to time, uh, there are a lot of bright hockey minds out there that are trying to do the same thing you're doing, and uh, it's. Pr- Pretty tough. Rebuilds are tough. Looks like Ottawa's done a pretty good job. Speaking yeah, of Pierre Dorian, yeah, yeah, and uh, we got Pierre Dorian. Uh, you know, Ottawa's got some great young talent. You know, everybody, uh, everybody uh, went um, a little bit uh, up tempo in the criticism with them last year. Everybody was on Eugene. Uh, everybody was uh, not so much Dorian. I think Eugene took most of the brunt of the criticism for some of the moves. You know, they lost uh, Carlson, they lost uh, Duchesne, they lost uh, Stone. Uh, but they've got some uh, good young talent that's coming in. They've got some prospects down in with the Belleville uh, farm system. They got a couple of guys over in Sweden, and they've got San Jose's first draft choice, which uh, which good. isn't looking too bad right now. So uh, when they made that trade, they didn't think that draft choice was going to be. Uh, was going to be high up there, but the you know the way San Jose is going, what do they call those things nowadays? Lottery picks. Lottery. They they have two in the first five draft. If you yeah. take the standings right now, 
They have two of the top five draft picks. And then they got uh, Brady Kachuk's the type of player, you know, he's he's the type of player every every team wants. He's a little chip off the old block, is uh, is brother out in Calgary. I mean, these Kachuks, they've all got the they, they bring it, you know, they they got a little chip on their shoulder and uh, they don't mind uh, sticking their nose in, in some dirty places. They don't take a day off. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you, you know, Thomas Shabbat's uh you know he's 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 developing into the one of the top defensemen in the league. A young young kid, twenty two years old, big contract. Interesting story about Shabbat. He came close the other night to setting a record. We'll talk to Pierre Dorian about that. He played 37, 37 30, minutes, close to thirty eight minutes. It, close to thirty eight minutes. He was. I think I got to double check with Pierre. He was fifteen seconds short of the NHL record, but I don't think anybody on the bench knew that when, when, uh, when they were, it was an overtime game, of course. Um, so, uh, Shabbat's, uh, he's, he's, he's the type of player, reminds me a lot of Alex Petrangelo, tall, rangy kid. Uh, you can build, you can build a team around, uh, a kid like that. On that note, we're going to go to break and we'll be right back with Pierre Dorian. It was a rainy day. When Pizzaville decided to stone bake our pizzas the traditional way. That was over 50 years ago. Since then, the big pizza conglomerate started cooking their pizzas on conveyor belts, like you see at the airport. Now you can choose authentic Italian stone baked pizza or pizza you could mistake for luggage. Pizzaville stone baked pizza, fiercely Canadian, authentically Italian. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca With a little training, anyone can learn the security business while on duty at your home or company. It's unfortunate, but a lot of security companies are just not experienced enough to handle the complex dynamics of tactical security. And that little bit of training and experience can end up costing you a lot more than you bargained for. Peace of mind, trust, and honor is the foundation on which the Regal Security reputation is built. They're driven, they're respected, and they're unrivaled. They're everyday superheroes. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. 
This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. They're not here to be nice. They're here to be right. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740. In downtown Toronto, we're on 96.7 FM live video streaming, www.zoomerradio.ca. We're pleased to welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour the general manager of the Ottawa Senators, Mr. Pierre Dorian. Pierre, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, we haven't had a chance to chat, chat much about uh, what's been going down in Ottawa, but uh, this has given us an opportunity to catch up. Uh, you know, there was uh, some controversy last year. It was made clear by yourself and by Eugene that there was going to be a rebuild and uh, you had some good young talent. And quite frankly, uh, Pierre, uh, we didn't expect, uh, necessarily expected the Ottawa Senators to compete for the Stanley Cup, but so far the progress has been uh, been pretty remarkable. You got some good young talent down there. Uh, you know Brady Kachuk, Thomas Shabbat, uh, Anthony Duclair, who in fact uh, has has more goals in December than any other player in the NHL. So things look positive down there. Tell us uh, tell us what's going on down in in Ottawa, Pierre. No, obviously we knew that we would be a team. That, first of all, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's our it. pleasure. It's thanks for really, joining us. You guys have been really good. I hope we can do it a few more times during the course of the season. Um, uh, no, obviously we knew we wouldn't compete for the Stanley Cup this year, and we're in a process of building a pretty good team. Uh, but, you know, with every process, it takes time. Um, but we're really happy about the results that we've shown so far this year. First and foremost, I think except for two or three games, we've been in every game. Uh, we've competed hard, and a lot of credit of that goes on to our players who've taken upon themselves a competitive team and a hardworking team, and our coaching staff who's, who's made the necessary adjustments uh, for, for us to have the identity of, a blue, uh, I would say, a blue-collar team. We have a few Leaf players, ex-Leaf players, Pierre, and uh, your assessment of their play this year. Oh no! We're, we obviously we we have a former lease assistant coach who's done a tremendous job. But if we talk about the players that have joined us, uh, obviously um, uh, on defense, uh, Ron Hainsey has been as as advertised. He's like another assistant coach. He's between him and Mark Borietsky, Either one could be our captain. Uh, he's a calming influence on a very young team on the back end. Uh, he can play. He's played a lot of minutes at a at a let's just say an advanced age in his career, uh, or advanced stage in his career. Uh, he's got great hockey sense. Uh, he's been. I think he, we've seen since he's been paired up with Shabbat over the last few weeks. Uh, we've seen really Shabbat take off to another level. And when I talk about another level, I talk about Norris caliber level. And I think Ron did the same thing with Morgan Riley in Toronto, and we knew that when we would sign him. Um, we didn't want to pair them together early on. That was DJ's choice. He wanted to feel out uh, which 
starters would be good for Shabbat. And uh, Ron has been great. As far as uh, Nikita Zaitsev, he's hurt right now. Um, but as far as solid defenders, we're very happy with his play. Uh, we know Nikita doesn't bring the highest offense, but you also need defenders. And Nikita's done a great job there. Uh, Connor Brown, well, I can't say enough about the, the person, uh, the player. Um, if you want uh, your son to play the game of hockey the right way, uh, watch Connor Brown because he plays the game of hockey the right way. And uh, Tyler Innes is uh, dynamic, electrifying, and I think he's been given a, a bigger role on our team. Uh, we're, obviously, we're not as deep as Toronto is up front, and uh, he's really uh, scored some big goals for us, help our power play, even though we're not great. He scored some big power play goals for us, too, at the same time. We're talking to Pierre Dorian. Pierre, uh, Anthony Duclair. He was a he was a cornerstone of a Canadian World uh, Junior Championship victory. I think it was uh, was him and Max Domi that worked so well together in the Canadian Junior team. Tell us a little bit about his game. He's uh, he's t- he's twenty goals, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, uh, seems to have discovered a different gear. Tell us all about yeah. Anthony Duclair. Yeah, twenty one after last night. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Th- thanks for updating us. Appreciate it. No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, no, I think a lot of the credit here has to go to Anthony. I think for because he's he understands. I, I think we mature and we mature at different ages. And I think Anthony understands now what it takes to be a successful NHL hockey player. And the other person that deserves a lot of credit is DJ Smith. DJ has told him, no matter what, you're going to play. You're going to make mistakes. Anthony's not the greatest player in our, in our own end. But DJ knows how to work with him and to get the most out of him. And the one thing he's, that, you know, DJ's really worked on with Anthony is don't try to make the pretty plays all the time. You've got a cannon of a shot. Shoot the puck. And it's going to go in. And, you know, they have a really good relationship. And I think that's important. Coach and player need to have a good relationship, especially when you're a player that has been on five previous teams. So for us, it just it seemed to be the right fit for both of them. And I remember when we were signing him this summer, and DJ said, "Trust me, I'll make something out of him." And DJ's helped his work and has done that. Your assessment of DJ Smith's coaching this so far this year? On a scale of one to ten, I'd probably have to give him twelve. Wow! So, no, nah, he's unbelievable. It's you know what, whether we we got lucky or. Um, how we've done things, I think he's been unbelievable. I think it, the, you look at what we were looking to build. We were looking to build a, a strong defensive structure. Obviously, we've done that. Um, you look at we've brought in accountability. He's done that. The most important thing we're looking to do with the younger team is teach, and he is an un- unbelievable teacher. I, I think the, the Ottawa Senators were very lucky that we're going to have D.J. Smith around for a long time to be our head coach. Um, Ottawa Senators, Belleville's your AHL team. You've got some prospects down there. You've got a couple of guys over in Sweden as well uh, because you've, uh, you've got some injuries on the back end right now. So there's, you, 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 you're acquiring some depth, and, and, you've, and in the drafts that are coming up, uh, you're looking pretty good too. You're criticized, and I'm going to give you this opportunity. I want to give this opportunity to, you know, to, uh, you know, to, to, to return uh, – some uh, some compliments. You're you're severely criticized for some of the uh, deals uh, 
uh, but you got some futures, and you got a, you got San Jose's first pick, which is in this in this draft, which is looking pretty good right now. Uh, you've got some other picks. You've stockpiled that. You've got some prospects. Tell us about the future. No, I think the future really looks bright. I, I think you look at we're looking at this uh, upcoming draft, and we've got five picks in the first two rounds. Uh, which is a very deep draft. And I remember talking with Eugene when we made the Eric Carlson trade. And I said, Eugene, um, you know what? We have a choice of getting a first-round pick from one team in the 2019 draft. But we knew that the 2020 draft was going to be a really deep draft. And that's one of the reasons that we uh, – well, not that we decided with San Jose, but we went that direction. And not just having the multiple prospects we have in Belleville – when you look, I think we have um, the leading scorer, second leading scorer, 21 years old, and Drake Batherson. And then you have uh, Alex Formington, who's third in goals. And you have uh, Josh Norris that we got through the Eric Carlson deal, uh, fifth in rookie scoring. And then you have Rudolph Balsers, who anyone who's played 10 games or more, as the highest points per game. So we know we have uh, a lot of good prospects. And also there's a player by the name of Ab- Vitaly Abramov that we got in a Duchesne deal uh, on top of the first and another player that we know are going to be key cornerstones in our rebuild and, you know, are going to be part of the that core group of players that's going to help us win, whether it's three, four, five years down the road. There's a, you know, obviously you're aware, it's, it's not a secret, you and Eugene, Eugene was severely criticized uh, uh, if, and I don't want to get into details of that, but there's been some progress. And I, I think it's fair to say that there's been some significant progress in, in the Ottawa Senators this year, um, which, you know, you're to be congratulated on. Mm-hmm. Um, how are the fans reacting? Um, oh, you know, the fans have embraced us everywhere I go in Ottawa. And I know I talked about this with Eugene, everywhere he goes, um, you know, p- people always come up to both of us and say um, we're on the right track, and you know the the job that we're that we're doing is is you know is very good. They're happy. I think the the core hockey fan understands what we're trying to do. We're not just trying to put a band aid on the Ottawa Senators. We're trying to build this solid foundation with work ethic, um, entertaining hockey, good young players that are going to grow together, but at the same time. It's making sure that we have the veterans around them to, or surround those these young players to make sure that they understand what winning is. And I think our fans, our true fans, really understand um, what we're doing and the process that we're going through. And it's not going to happen within a year, but they definitely see the progress and how we're playing and our and our hockey team how it plays. Pierre, how strong is the upcoming draft this year? Oh, it's. It's really strong, according to our scouts, and I've been out to a few games. I'm going to be scouting a bit more in the second half because that's my background. But we're talking, we're talking. There's um, lots of top. The, the top of the draft is really good when you look at the top ten, but also it goes fairly deep in the first round. They say you could really get twenty to twenty-five good players, and then the first probably. Half, they say it's the depth there of getting regular NHL players is very good. And us having five picks in the top two rounds, I think it will just help us accelerate this rebuild. 
Uh, I want to go back to uh, uh, Thomas Shabbat, who, as you pointed out earlier, uh, seems to have taken his game. Uh, you know, you you signed him to a long term contract. Uh, you obviously saw uh, uh, the potential. Uh, but he seems to have realized his potential very, very, very quickly. In fact, the other night, um, he came within, if I'm not mistaken, Pierre, please uh, correct me. I think he came within 10 or 15 seconds of setting an NHL record for the most minutes ever played by an NHL player in a game. He played 37 minutes and 50 seconds against Tampa. Uh, of course, it was an overtime game. But... Um, Shabbat, he's, he seems to have become one of the best defensemen uh, in the league. He's, he's, he's top five. What, uh, what happened? I, I think it's just a growth process. I think it's having, uh, you know, obviously he, he can always get points. But this year we've seen DJ's done and our coaching staff have done a really good job um, showing him just the little details that he's got to work on away from the puck so he can play those bigger minutes. And for us, you know, just being able to play that amount of time, and it was about 15 seconds from the record, just shows us that uh, it, when you have um, a Norse Trophy caliber defenseman that can play those minutes offensively, defensively, it's going to help you win. And the other night in Tampa, just to tell you guys a little, a little story, those were 37 quality minutes that he played. And as we're walking uh, onto the plane with about five or seven players around him, I turned to uh, Thomas and I said, thanks for taking the night off sarcastically obviously and the guys are all laughing so um we have a good group of players and i think he's integrate integrated himself as one of our key leaders and i think it's just going to be beneficial for us moving forward last question pierre and we'll let you we'll let you get on with your day or more comment than a question brady kachuk uh is the you know when i watch him play i see i see you know obviously the dna has passed on uh He's a, he's a chip off the old block. He's uh, his brother out in Calgary, Matthew. Similar game. These uh, a lot of fire in the belly, a lot of uh, you know aggressiveness in a, in in a in a hockey way. Um, just hates to lose and just brings it every night. Your comments on Brady Kachuk? No, that's very well said. I think the comment about the chip off the old block. I think uh, I, I call him hockey royalty, um, just because. Not because they're fancy, but just the way they play the game. They play the big game in such a competitive manner. Uh, they score a lot of their goals right around or on top of the goalie. They they play hard. They don't take any shifts off, both Matthew and Brady. And having him and Thomas Shabbat and some of the younger players that are in Belleville and on our team right now, I think there's a very bright future for the Ottawa Senators. We've been chatting with Pierre Dorian, General Manager of the Ottawa Senators. Pierre, uh, we're going to take this opportunity to wish you a Merry Christmas. We're also going to take this opportunity for you to wish Eugene our best. Uh, and we're going to wish the Ottawa Senators the best, except, of course, when they play the Toronto Maple Leafs. Thanks so much. <laughs> How about three-point games? Uh, that, that no, works. we want to beat the Senators. We need the points. Anyways, Pierre. I'm okay with it, Pierre. I'm okay with it. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> hey, so, we, we, we really appreciate it. Uh, it's our pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we, we really do wish you the best. Thanks so much. Okay, thank you. Have a good Christmas. Thanks so much. Pierre Dorian, General Manager. Uh, you know, um, they, there really is, uh, I mean, there really is something good going on down in, in Ottawa. Definitely. You know, I mean, um, doesn't it remind you of the lease rebuild a bit? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, DJ they, they had to, Mike Babcock coming yeah, in. Yeah, they had to. They had to. Um, 
They had to tear it apart to uh, to get it going, and uh, they they've got some good pieces, and uh, and you know the opportunity to uh, grab a couple of more good pieces in in the upcoming draft, and they've got some good young talent there, and uh, if the fans hang in, do want to say I checked the uh, they played uh, I believe last they played the Flyers and they lost, but uh, they only ha- yeah they're only getting eleven twelve thirteen thousand people, so it's you know we'd love to see. You know, um, we'd love to see the, them fill that building again. Uh, if these uh, if these players uh, click and uh, they get back up into the upper echelons, I think you'll be filling that. You know, you know, fans can criticize all they want, but having a winning team tends to <laughs> tends to cure a lot it of helps. criticism. Believe me. So if uh, if they can get that team back up into into contention for. Uh, uh, you know, to, uh, for, for, for a playoff run, I'm sure the fans, uh, uh, the fans will fill that building again. I'm sure they no will. No question. Anyways, we've got to go break. We'll be right back with Joe Theismann. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville declared, We'll never be the fastest. We'll never be the cheapest. We'll never be the snazziest dressed. What? Yeah, my point is, we want to be the best. At Pizzaville, we want to make the best pizza. Stone-baked, the traditional Italian way. Pizzaville Stone-Baked Pizza. Fiercely Canadian. Authentically Italian. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. The security business is easy, right? Anyone can learn it. Perhaps they can learn it on duty with your valuables at stake. Perhaps they can learn it in a crisis situation that requires an immediate intelligent response when lives are at risk. After all, what harm can a few mistakes make? Plenty. When it comes to security for your business or office, an experienced partner like Regal Security makes sense. Security is what they do. Peace of mind is what they provide. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. 
The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Opinions expressed on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. There are two ways to argue sports with these guys, and none of them work. The boys are back, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740, also in downtown Toronto, 96.7 FM. Live video streaming, www.zoomerradio.ca. If you've got an app for your iPhone or iPad or your Google Android, you can watch us there too. We're pleased to welcome back the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, Washington Redskin legend, Fighting Irish legend and Toronto Argo legend, Joe Theismann. Joe, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Good morning and happy holidays to everybody. Thanks so much and all the best to you and your family for the holidays as well, uh, Joe. Buffalo Bills are creating a buzz in uh, southern Ontario and western New York markets. Uh, we didn't get the result uh, we would have liked yesterday, the, but uh, they had an opportunity. They were in the game right to the last minute. They had the ball on the New England eight-yard line, for, uh, first and goal. But instead of going forward, they went backwards. But uh, it's been it's been an exciting season up here uh, watching the Bills. Joe, your assessment of the progress of the Buffalo Bills. I think it's fantastic. I think that, you know, the people of Buffalo, the fans of the Bills, the people up in Toronto that are Buffalo Bill fans are, you know, just should be reveling in the opportunity that they're going to have going forward. I mean, this team is in the playoffs. They didn't necessarily clinch the division, but they are in the playoffs. They are a football team that's going to have to be reckoned with. They travel well. It's not an indoor stadium team. It's an outdoor team. Uh, defensively, I think they about as good as the New England Patriots. I mean, they're right there in the, the top three in the league. And Josh Allen, to me, just continues to get better and better and better. Um, when he came out of school, I, I thought one of the issues was going to be accuracy and uh, completion percentage. But I, there are times when he just looks absolutely sensational. He's a big physical guy. Um, I think they started to go to him a little bit late running the football. Probably could have had some plays in the first half that might have made a difference for him. Made some terrific throws yesterday. Um, I'm excited for the Bills. I, I think they're going to be they're going to be what we term a tough out. I really do. I think who, no matter whether it's whether it's Kansas City, whether it's New England again, whether you know, no matter who they get in the playoffs, I think this football team is going to be one that could really scare some people. I mean, even the even the Baltimore Ravens, which I think is the best team in football right now. Um, I think they. Everybody has to be concerned when you play the Bills. Joe, the matchup uh, with Houston and Buffalo. What would happen in the game? That game. I think Buffalo. I think Buffalo would win. I'm, I'm not impressed at all with Houston. They they skated by in the last couple of games. Um, you know, Will Fuller is a big part of what they do offensively. He's not been able to stay on the field. When he does, he's dynamite. And the team's dynamite. When he's not, he's not there. Uh, Deshaun hurt his foot, uh, I guess, yesterday a little bit, but I'm sure that'll be fine. You know, I would in a game like that, I would take the Bills. I don't think Houston's defense is anywhere near what it was. I think the Bills' defense is what it is, and, and that's one of the best. I, and I've always believed this. You know, defense wins championships. 
And to be honest with you, it was New England's defense yesterday that gave them the opportunity, as it has over the last, really the entire season. I think this could be uh, Bill Belichick's best defensive team. It's got to be in the top two or three of defensive teams that he's had in all the years he's been there. And it showed up again yesterday when they had to make plays, they did. Talking to Joe Theismann. Joe, um, we're, we're, you know, we, we sort of get a sense of where the playoffs are going. We know which, basically which teams are going to be in it. Uh, matchups uh, still to be determined. Uh, we're, we're at the end of the season. Any surprise? What's the big surprise for you this season in the NFL? Uh, surprise one, one or two? Uh, in- well, it's interesting. You know, Waller, it's, it's, it's not surprise teams that have done well. It's the Dallas Cowboys' erratic nature and the Atlanta Falcons with all that talent not really getting going until the last quarter of the season. That's been a big surprise to me. I expected Atlanta to contend, and I expected the Cowboys to really dominate this division, and they haven't. I mean, they're schizophrenic. You know, one week you've got them playing like they did against the Rams. The next week you've got them playing like they did, uh, you know, against somebody else. And they're very difficult to figure out, which makes them a little bit dangerous, but you never know what you're going to get. We'll find out more today against Philadelphia, um, but, it's, but it's in Philly. So, you know, how, how well will they travel on the road? I mean, the weather's good. It's not going to be a weather, weather issue anywhere. Those two teams uh, surprised me a lot. Of course, we've, we've got so, gotten so used to New England's dominance to see them struggle a little bit um, and see Tom not be Tom uh, makes a difference. But, you know, it's, and the Chiefs, once again, they're, they're, you know, coming off of last year, and everybody sort of looks back to the last year, and we expected them to be a more dominant football team than they actually are. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for different teams. The biggest, you know, and most interesting team would be the Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. and the offense and Lamar Jackson. Lamar should be the MVP of the league. Um, uh, no question. I, I think they're the best team in football. And then, you know, who knows about the Seattle Seahawks? Once again, you know, it's, it's, it's really terrific or it's, you know, average. I mean, there, there's a couple, it's like the Cowboys, uh, Atlanta, um, Seattle. These are teams that have not played consistent on a week-to-week basis, which can be one of two things. It's going to scare the living daylights out of you because you don't know what you're going to get. Uh, and if it does go south, they don't really get themselves out of the situation. Uh, Joe, Lamar Jackson has been the story this year. Um, MVP, I, I don't think there's any question, as you say, Joe. Uh, he's heading into the playoffs, uh, for, uh, likely a first week by. Um, and he's a young quarterback, probably hasn't faced uh, the pressure of going deep into the playoffs. First of all, from a perspective of an NFL quarterback, uh, how much does the pressure amp up on a young quarterback in, uh, in the playoffs? How does how does he react to it? And if you're coaching against uh, him and his offense, what's your game plan? First of all, fortunately, I've never been a defensive coach. Walter, so I, have no, I have no idea how to stop this kid. And obviously, 31 of the teams in the NFL don't either. Uh, so, I mean, you know, these are much more qualified men than I am. But it's it's... I just think he's he's special, and you know, think back, think back in, in the sort of the annals of football, when the run and shoot came in down in Houston with Warren Moon, no one could stop it. With Bill Walsh with the West Coast offense, they won 
five world championships. Joe Gibbs, the two tight end offense, won three world championships. Um, the 46 defense of the Chicago Bears, they win a world championship. Every time we see these, these unique offenses or defenses, they dominate for a year. And then you have to give the defensive coaches in this league credit. They'll, they'll try and figure out what to do. What really helps the Baltimore Ravens tremendously is Mark Ingram. If he, if you didn't have somebody who could run the football inside like Mark does, then what Lamar does on the edges wouldn't be as effective. But it, it's, it's a tremendous philosophy in Baltimore. What happens is you run the RPOs, the run pass options. You force the linebackers to come up. And that creates space between the safeties and the linebackers. And they've got three really terrific tight ends. And that's really where Lamar completes a lot of his passes. But you can't go to sleep because they got Hollywood Brown out there who runs like the wind. I mean, the kid didn't run in the combat. Nobody knows how fast he really is. He is a Tariq Hill kind of a receiver. So they've got tight ends who can block. They've got tight ends who can catch. They've got a quarterback who's mobile. And everybody questioned Lamar's ability to throw the football. I personally didn't. Matter of fact, I picked the Ravens to win the world championship back in August. I just felt like he would progress to a point where he would become extremely, extremely dangerous. Um, so, and defensively, they're really, really a good defensive football team. They've always been a good defensive football team. I mean, Coach Martindale does, does a terrific job with them on that side. And they've got, they've got young talent and, and they're riding a confidence wave that's just unbelievable. And, and as far as the playoffs go with Lamar, a young guy in it, it's, it's just going to be another week for them. And if you think about the Ravens, I think they had, they had a late bye, so they got two weeks off. They played a Thursday night game a couple of weeks ago, which gave them 10 days off. Um, they'll get probably the best record, which will give them two weeks off. So what you're going to get when the playoffs start is you are going to get one healthy football team, contrary to other teams that will be possibly even limping in. But guys, guys will be short. The teams will be short one or two guys, whether it's an offensive lineman, defensive lineman, secondary, whatever it might be. The Ravens are coming in fully loaded for bear. That's the, that's that's one of the scariest things about this football team is where the buys fell, the Thursday night game, and then two more weeks. I mean, they literally will wind up playing two games in five weeks, wow. a month, maybe. I mean, so you're going to get arrested football team. Joe, what happened to the Rams on Super Bowl finalists out of the playoffs? I, I think they, uh, you know. They, they had Todd Gurley on a pitch count early. I think you really need him to be the back going forward. Jared Goff has thrown the second most interceptions in football. Uh, and you, you have to protect the ball. You know, it's, it's like the interception he threw towards the end of the first half last night. You just can't do that. If you're, and this is what they didn't do a year ago. I think, and I think defensively, um, they, I thought they played a terrific game. But what, what I've noticed in San Francisco, just on the other side there, is they give up a lot of points. I mean, they, they've given up a lot of points. They put a lot of pressure, but I, I thought that they adjusted very well to what Jared was doing last night. But, you know, he, he to me, he's, he's a little bit like Carson Wentz. I still need to see more to figure out where he fits in to the pecking order of the NFL. You know, we, we've seen him 
from at times be terrific, and at other times you scratch your head and say, "Why?" You know, you and, and this I. I talked to a couple of young quarterbacks in this league, and there's two things I stress to them. Number one, study Drew Brees and look at the decisiveness that he has with the football. Get it out of your hands. Secondly, when you have a chance to put points on the board, no matter when it is or where it is, you have to be smart with the football. Whether you're coming out of your own end, where do you throw it? Whether you're going in and you're in field goal range, you have to protect the points. And I see more and more young guys unwilling to run out of bounds. You know, Josh Allen is one of those different guys. He's going to run over. If there's, if there's, you know, if you've got 11 guys on the, on the defensive side of the ball, he's going to be able to run over eight of them. Maybe a couple defensive linemen, he won't. Because that's how big he is and that's how strong he is. But, you, you know, Cam Newton proved this. You can't try and run over people or it will wear you out. And you may wind up not being able to be the quarterback that you need to be to help your team win. Talking to Joe Theismann. Joe, really, really quickly, before we let you go, um, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, LSU. Who's going to win the national championship? LSU. I like LSU. I like their quarterback. Um, I like I like Coach O. I like the philosophy he has. Uh, Clemson, once again, got scared early in the year. I don't know. They're, they're not, they are not the same football team they were a year ago. Oklahoma, to me, uh, you know, Jalen's a, a good court. He, you know, he can play really well, but he's really inconsistent. I don't, I don't see Oklahoma coming out of that one. And Ohio State, their quarterback is okay, but uh, I still think they're going to need to throw the football defensively. They got the best defensive player in football. Uh, but you know, I, I'm going to lean towards LSU. I think I think it'll be LSU, Ohio State. I'm going to take LSU. Been talking to Joe Theismann. Joe. We always uh, take this opportunity, first of all, to wish you a great, great holiday season to you and your family, and, and of course, to s- express our gratitude uh, for coming on our show this morning and sharing. I always enjoy. Well, and by the way, we didn't talk about one thing: Notre Dame. Oh, Real quick. Yeah, go ahead. The, world, the Camping World Bowl. <laughs> How did that happen? You're ten and two, and you're in the Camping World Bowl. Now, the fact that they're in Orlando, I guess, from a guy's perspective, that's pretty good. But um, I would have expected them. Not necessarily not taking anything away from Iowa State, but I would have expected them to play more than a seven-five, seven-and-five football team. So, and you know, now the thing is, is all the pressure is on Notre Dame. I mean, you're a ten and two team going up against a seven and five team. You're supposed to, you're supposed to win and win handily. So we'll see. Well, they made a change there at the offensive coordinatorship. So. The Irish will be different next year, Walter. Uh, I I certainly hope so. You know, uh, you gave me an opportunity to keep you going for another thirty seconds. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it, uh, a terrible a terrible afternoon against Michigan cost us. Uh, 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 yeah, Michigan and Georgia. You know, the, well, the they played against well against both, Georgia. You know, both of them on the road. But, yeah, you know, this it once the once we when the punt was blocked. And the young guy tried to pick it up, and they recovered it and got out of a hole. That sort of sent that whole game yeah. south. I mean, it was, um, you know, we saw we saw Ian struggle against Clemson a year ago in a particular game. We, you know, he struggled against Michigan State. I mean, the the conditions were horrible. But I I, I hope he comes back. I don't know what he's what he's planning on doing. I hope he comes back for another year. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It'll be interesting to see who's calling the plays in the bowl game this year. Yeah. 
I heard that that's, uh, that, that's, uh, that's, that's become uh, an issue as well. Anyways, I'll, I'll finish it off on this note. We're talking about Notre Dame and bowl games. One of my prized sports memorabilia uh, collections in my collection, Joe, is that you will remember that infamous Cotton Bowl victory, Notre Dame against Texas Longhorns. You graced the cover of Sports Illustrated. You actually yep. signed it for me. I can't remember how long ago. It's, <laughs> it's one of my prized possessions. New Year's Thank Day. I always take it out and I read the article and I remember uh, I remember that afternoon watching the Cotton Bowl and being thrilled with an incredible performance by Notre Dame in the Cotton Bowl a long, long time ago. Beat the national champions, beat the number one team, uh, Texas Longhorns. You guys should have been number one that year, but uh, uh, I don't remember if that was the infamous uh, slug uh, fest out at USC where, uh, where it rained or there was a monsoon, but... You guys were number one that year, and you'll always be number one in my hearts, Joe. Thanks, Walter. I appreciate it. Happy holidays, Listen, everybody. we really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Joe. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. Joe Theismann. Uh, and one of the most articulate voices in football, Naz. Amazing, uh, it's amazing. always always a pleasure talking to him. Uh, Do you, I, we're talking off the air. Do you remember the quarterback draw with the Argos? <laughs> I was going to ask him that. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk to Joe about the Argos this year because there wasn't much to talk about. Uh, but Joe's but pinball's a, back. Pinball's back, and Joe's uh, Joe's a passionate Toronto Argo guy. Uh, yeah, there's there's a, there's a lot of Toronto still in Joe Theismann's heart. Um, loves coming back here. Um, uh, loves to chat about the Argos. Uh, is not one of these guys that uh, ran away and said I never played in Toronto. Uh, um, so he's, uh, he's, he's still got, uh, he still wears, uh, you know, the double blue still part of his heart at times. So, and we're thrilled about that it was, uh, uh, brings back, uh, great memories when you talk to Joe Theismann for me, some great Argo days, some great, uh, Notre Dame days. And, uh, didn't get a chance to talk about the Washington Redskins either, who didn't have a great year. Oh, they stunk. But, uh, Joe took them to the Super Bowl. Um. Back in the early 80s, so always, always, always a thrill talking to uh, Joe Theismann. Anyways, we got he, about three. Go he, ahead, Ness. He really likes the Bills, though. Eh? Um, your thoughts on the game yesterday, Naz? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, you, you, I was, England, I was a little bit. deserved to win. Had, oh, there's no question about no. that. The time of possession was so slanted in New England's in, favor. In the first half. Uh, but I, I, I think the Bills are still a work in progress. The offense still isn't. What it needs to be to be um, uh, a Super Bowl caliber team, uh, but they're pretty close. You know they 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 were they were in it against the Baltimore Ravens till the end. Although they got outplayed by the Ravens too in a, in, a, in a home game, um, they got outplayed by the Pats yesterday by all the metrics, all by all the stats, time of possession, uh, first downs, yards, all of that. But the Bills managed to hang in the game. They bend, but they don't break. Right, and and that that's also I mean that's you got to give credit where credit is due. They're they're the defense, and as Joe said, and as we've said on previous shows, if they're not top three in the league, at least top five. And defense, you know, at this time of year wins games, especially if it starts getting cold, or it starts snowing, or the field gets uh, a little bit dicey. Uh, defense becomes even more important. So uh, I'm. Uh, you know, it's been a long time since we've uh, we've been excited about a Buffalo Bills team, uh, and this one's certainly uh, worth getting excited about. Um, 
So we'll keep our fingers crossed and we'll we'll see where it goes. I'm not I'm not convinced they're there yet, Naz. And uh, you know, Josh Allen's uh, developing into a pretty good quarterback, but um, you know, he's um, sometimes his passes are a little bit off. But uh, man, he's uh, he's got a lot of fire in him. He's a he seems like a leader. Seems like the team rallies around him. Mm. Uh, he's got, you know, that was a nice little touch pass right at the end of the, right at the end of the first half. Uh, but he's got an arm like a missile and sometimes he's got to learn to take a little bit off. Um, yeah, so his, his receivers can catch up to the ball. We were, we were talking, watching the game with my son yesterday. And the, the thing the Bills need is a big wide receiver, not the a tight end type receiver. They don't have that. And once they get him, look out. Yeah, they need a they need a Gronkowski type. type yeah. yeah, I mean those those are those those tight ends are always difficult to cover because it, it, you know especially if you get a tight end that it is supremely athletic. So who do you, you know you got to put a quick guy on him? The, you know then you get a defensive back who's not all that big, yeah. having to try. But then if you get a big defensive back, can't keep up with the guys. So they're you know these all world tight ends are are extremely difficult and you raise a really good point Nez. uh really good analysis the bills lack that at this point in time um so like i said we'll keep our fingers crossed we've got uh, about 10 uh, 15 seconds left before i turn it over to you Nez. next sunday is the last show of the year it's also the last show of the decade interestingly enough so maybe uh maybe we'll do we'll have some fun with that with our uh, best players, the best sporting moments, all that kind of stuff for end of decade. And all I will do at this moment in time is wish all our listeners a fabulous and Merry Christmas. And uh, next week we'll give salutations for the new year. Naz, Merry, last Merry Christmas, everybody. To all our listeners, thanks for another great week. We'll be back again next Sunday morning. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.